Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado, Colorado's premier outdoor radio show heard every Saturday afternoon on KLZ 560 with insights on hunting, fishing, archery, guns, and ammo from Colorado's top outfitters featuring the industry's leading experts on how to enhance your experience in the great outdoors. Now, here's your host, Scott Watley. Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are doing a little pre-taping for this weekend due to some schedule conflicts. We're all busy Saturday. So, hope we're glad you have joined us here for Sportsman of Colorado and our good friends, Donnell Johnson, Lisa Thompson from Hunt Data and uh, several other companies. Um, we're gonna talk about all that today. And so you guys literally just came in from the airport. I came straight here to be wow. with you today. Wow, thank you guys so you rank. much. Yeah, well, cool. I'll just think that anyway. <laughs> Thanks for having us. And so we are doing this on Facebook Live again because we've got some special things we're going to do throughout the show with some calls and different things. You guys were just with our friend Wayne Carlton. You guys have developed quite the relationship there. He's a legend. Yeah. He's a legend. We asked him a few years ago to mentor us because we feel like uh, if you want to keep getting better at what you do, you let people critique you. And, sure. And uh, he has helped us both tremendously. I don't know what your thoughts are about it. It truly is sitting at the foot of a legend and just um, learning all of his little secrets. But Wayne's aren't really secrets anymore because from day one, he has shared all of his knowledge with right. everybody. And he could easily go, hey, I'm going to sell DVDs and do this. I'm yep. not going to tell anybody anything. But that guy is just cool. Well, I mean, I love just being a, even a few is. minutes we were last year at you know, the is. International Sports Expo. He's just one of those guys that's just got a coolness about him. Yeah, He's very funny, and he has a great sense of humor. But, again, he'll make a call, and he'll give you a DVD instructional. And he was the first one to ever come out with that, to not just hand you something and say, figure it out, or here's written instructions. He right. gave you examples. And so um, it's, it's, it's just been really fun, mm -hmm. um, our friendship that we've had, and um, being able to hunt with him and um, see, see all the little um, – Things that he does out there so we were at Christian Hunters of America in Phoenix yesterday and they have 1400 members down there but they asked Wayne to be a speaker this year and we had some guys that drove from other states just to see him one sure. guy cried when he saw him and yeah. I mean he's that big of a legend to people yeah. he's taught that many people you know how to hunt so you think he'll come to the International Sportsman's Expo again this year? Oh yes, he's he has okay. a booth next to us. Yeah, I we're, we're going to be. Yeah, he's we're be kind of partner. Uh, we're partnering up with him that we'll be at booths together and stuff like we that. We should. I should try to get my booth near you guys. Yeah, yeah we, we would have so yeah, much have fun. We'll have a blast. A row there. <laughs> it's a party Absolutely. row. Well, again, you are watching us on Facebook Live. We are pre-taping our Sportsman of Colorado show for this Saturday. And uh, if you miss us on Saturdays, by the way, we re-air that show on Sunday mornings at 9 and Sunday afternoons at 4. So you can catch us three times uh, on the weekends there. So let's talk a little bit about the draw. Uh, man, you want to talk about a firestorm. <laughs> uh, we could almost spend the hour on this. But you guys have been out and about, you know, listening to a lot of people. Some were extremely happy. A lot were not. So... What'd you guys just hear out and about, and then we'll get into some of the specifics. Well, if I it, from the non-residents, they were extremely happy because they only had to put three dollars up this year instead of the full amount. Um, so that was from a lot of my friends that are non-residents were very excited for that, and they applied for everything because of it. For the residents, we've not heard too many great things because we're sad because we know a lot more people put in for draws, and it's going to be. I think we talked earlier there's going to be a tsunami of um, waiting longer for units, I think, because of preference points and stuff. So 
we won't probably see that until about five years or so or maybe longer but a lot more people definitely put in this year and i think you scott have a statistic that you've heard that how many people have put in but the three dollars definitely uh changed right uh, some hunting in colorado you know i heard there was between one hundred fifty thousand to one hundred seventy thousand extra applicants this year and uh when you look at those numbers, and it's a good revenue look, source for us. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking all about the, you know, who's in those meetings that stamps that final approval of that program. Uh, there's an accountant somewhere that says somebody could call in maybe and tell us. That yeah, that that would be great. Yeah, yeah. and um, so um, I do know it saved them a lot of money. The CPW of returning checks. Though. They said about three million dollars for that. Mm -hmm. uh, is what I heard. Uh, you know, because that was a big deal. Because you take credit cards. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I take credit cards with my business and all, and uh, I've never had to refund it. But if I did, I would get charged for that credit for that card transaction fee. fee. Yeah, and six percent. You know, yeah, and then going back. You know, so. And uh, you just think of all the checks that we've gotten in the in the past of refunds. Somebody has to process those and put those in, sure. and just the money it takes to even hire that position to do it. So, they have to be saving a lot of money. But again, where it was tricky this year was the preference point system. Um, a lot of people thought they'd pay $3, and they didn't draw, and that's good. But what happened is um, if you didn't have a hunting license previous from the year before, you got charged $40 per species if you wanted that preference point. Now, you could decline that preference point, but you wouldn't but you won't have one. You'd have zero. So if you wanted to buy one for $40, so my um, anyone listening to this program, I would – um, suggest that you buy a hunting tag here in Colorado, a, a small game tag. Yes. So next year you don't get hit with that $40 for every species because you would have a hunting tag here. And then you were looking for the show, $40 per species, but maxed out at $160. $160 right. for right. a non-res and $140 for a res. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I, I actually had a family member call me, and he's like, I thought it was $3. I keep getting all these 40 you know, because there was like a two-day delay between elk, deer, whatever, sure, and yeah. he keeps getting these charges. He shut down his credit card. He's like, when's it going to stop? Right. Somebody's just seen it. <laughs> well, he didn't realize there was a max, and he didn't realize the $40. But then I said, you can get your money back, but you're going to be behind the tsunami we talked about. Sure. So those folks that did not put in this year, whatever, Boy, they're really starting behind the eight wheel, yeah. so to speak, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna definitely see a pre be beyond a preference point creep, I believe. Mm -hmm. Well, just even in the unit I drew last year, we knew some people we thought would draw it this year, and I had on the top end of the max points, and they didn't draw. That's correct. Yeah. So that means the unit I hunted actually went up one point. I mean, we still live in a great state of hunting because this is the only state in the union that I know of, because I apply for every other state, um, that you can show up the night before a hunt and buy a bull elk tag mm -hmm. as a non-resident. Right. No other state you can no. do that. And so, you know, even $40 for a preference point, if that's all you ever want to hunt as elk, it is cheap. And I know that because, again, Donnell and I apply for so many other yeah. states, and we pay a lot of money for a preference point. Well, I did. I taught a class at Shields in Salt Lake because we're in the we're in map. Our maps are there now. But, you know, Utah is a tough, tough place to draw. They do have, like, the spike-only units. But um, Colorado, like she said, and then I just came from Arizona last, you know, yesterday. Same thing. There's some people that came through and said, I haven't had an elk. I haven't hunted bull in 12 years. That's crazy. Like yeah. We still have we the best state. <laughs> exactly. Like, uh, take up underwater basket weaving yeah. or something. But we still have the best state to be able to go shoot. And we can shoot. I mean, Lisa shot 10 6x6 six six bulls. Not all here in Colorado, but a lot, you have several in an over-the-counter unit. Mm -hmm. So we still have a place. You're not going to shoot a 400 bull, but you can shoot a mature six. 
and do that every year if you're good. Right. If you know where to hunt. If you know where to hunt. Yeah. yeah. You're listening to Sportsman of Colorado. Again, if you're joining us on Facebook Live, we are pre-taping for our show this weekend. And i um, glad to have Donnell Johnson, Lisa Thompson with us. And um, you mentioned your maps real quick, so let's touch on that. Hunt yeah. data. Hunt data. We've been doing products for 26 years. Um, our slogan is where to hunt. A lot of people, we have digital maps and we have printed maps. We're in about 40 stores, uh, three st four states. We're getting ready to roll into Washington, Oregon, California. So we're getting ready to be hopefully in about 75 stores. Wow. Um, and so we have the printed maps you'll see in the cabinets there at um, Cabela's, Bass Pro, Sportsman's Warehouse. Um, but uh, and then we also do digital. And, and the common question is, how are you different from Onyx? Because Onyx definitely outmarketed us. Um, but our platform, I believe, is just sta the most stable platform in the backcountry that you'll find. Um, Onyx, which, is, which is key. It doesn't matter huge. how good it is right. if it doesn't work when you're out. Onyx can give you more detailed maps, but if you, if somehow I've even cached them and I thought cached them right, and I've had problems in the backcountry or tried to validate my ID and I get kicked out of the server and then I'm sure. done. If I'm in the backcountry, Lisa and I talk about it. My our, with Zach last year, we uh, took him out. We literally are screwing around with calls, getting out of the truck, and we hear a bugle from the truck. We're like, oh my gosh! The thing we want to do is pull out our map, mark our truck. Um, put tracking on, throw it in the backpack. I don't want to be messing with my phone. I want to have my bow. I want to have my calls. I got enough going on with all my other things. Right. I don't need to be hanging on to a phone, too. Right. So I need to be able to draw, pull, right, range find, all those things. I want to throw it in my backpack because he shot that bull. It got dark on us while we're cleaning. I want to be able to come out in the dark. Sure. And, and I know Lisa and I have talked about it. I've become way more successful these last two to three years. And the number one thing that's changed for me is I really trust my system in the backcountry. We hunt till dark. And when do those animals come out? 30 minutes before sundown, yeah. right? Oh. And most of the time, I'm already starting to hike because I don't want to get caught in some down timber and I want to get out. Well, if I have my tracking on and I, took a, I picked a good trail going in, I can take that same trail out. And, that's, and I put it in airplane mode. That's the other thing about our program. It, it, it is very, very conservative with your battery. We've had one of our pro staff members, uh, he kept it alive for five days. And, you know, when he was at night, he kept it in airplane mode. Sure. He turned it off at night. And he was able to use it for five days, you know. So it, if it's managed right now, if you leave your, your, you know, you're in normal mode and it's in 1X or extended service or trying to find a server, that's going to suck your battery. Yeah. And just going to Phoenix, Arizona, <laughs> suck sure. my battery. I don't know what goes on with their networks there, but my eight, or my Verizon stinks. But yeah. anyway, that, that, <laughs> I'll get off the couch now. Right. <laughs> but no, these, these are really good and, and very easy to, to read. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. They're uh, one to 100,000 maps. It shows land use, public and private. One of the secrets that Lisa and I like to do, um, especially as an archery hunter, a lot of people don't realize a lot of the state lands don't open until September 1st. They keep those lands because uh, they're calving back there, having their, you know, the, they're having their babies back there, so they don't let people go back there until September 1st. So if you're first in, it's on a state land, and we have some summer concentrations in there because we have those on there. We have mule deer, antelope. We have all the species. But um, that's, that's one time we went into a brand-new area never been there we're trying to get to a spot this is my number one faux pas is i will i'll be trying to get to somewhere we bumped three different groups of elk before we got there um we'd never been there in our ever and that's our thing like last year we, i hunted limited hunt and she she did over the counter second season but um the, the year before that in two different seasons the two years before that we hiked over 250 miles both both seasons um we got into elk eight out of ten times in brand new units wow because we have that many great places to go in colorado sure. we do yeah well, and I just wanted to add, the average hunter um, doesn't go within a mile of their camper from where they're at. And if you're willing to, when you have a, a software or if you have a piece of equipment that you trust and you know it can get you back, 
that's what's changed for us. Donnell and I go beyond a mile, um, <laughs> but that's where the animals are, and you've alleviated 95% of the hunters. Mm -hmm. If anything, we'll run into an outfitter on horses or something like that. But, again, that's being able to have um, trusting your what you have to get out. Trust your equipment. Trust, trusting your equipment. And, and we run Onyx uh, also. We both have it because we want to know what they have and what ours and what works. And um, I challenge people a lot of the times when they'll buy our product or they'll even say they have an Onyx, and I'll even give them one of our maps on there. And I said, give me a testimony. And it's just over and over we have ours where they're saying it's not theirs isn't working in the backcountry, and ours is. It works great in cell service. Theirs right. does. But it doesn't work when it's out of... Well, you, you can cash it, but I've yeah. just had problems. Last year, I had Brent with me from Bass Pro. He's the hunting manager. And we cashed the map there in town having breakfast. We go back to the trailhead. And right when I get to the trailhead, my, my screen went white. And I said, dude, I can't. If that was the only system I'm running, mm. I'm in trouble because we do some crazy stuff. We'll go 16 miles in a day. Right. I can't be eight miles back and not be able to get out sure. because I do. we do some really risky stuff. So, but I trust, we trust our equipment. There's two of us running it. Um, we do, we have Mophie cases or some type of battery backup just as a backup, just in case, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good stuff. And then we also have the printed maps. They can also use it on Google Earth. So the, the thing I love to do is I love to, like I said, turn the tracking on, throw my backpack. And um, when Lisa shoots her big bull, I mark it. She does a selfie. We do it with her bull, <laughs> put it behind the pen. I get home. I, 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 I can export that when I get back into cell service, throw it over Google Earth, throw it on my big laptop, big screen. Sweet. You can right. see exactly where we went. And, or we, or say we go back and all we, in fact, this is what happened with my son's bull. Um, we went back. I found this really cool wallow that was just getting beat. Now, it's a brand new area. True story. I, I, won't, I'll, I won't go too much into it, but um, I marked the wallow. So it's the last day. Um, they asked Lisa and I if we'd come up and call for them. And I said, I want to go check out that wallow. Sure enough, we're on our way over there. Um, and there was a big old herd on that side, right where the wallow was. So Lisa and I, we color code our pins. So all our pins, yellow for wallow, blue for water source. Our truck is purple, you know, whatever. You sure. can make it whatever. You can do your tracking, you can color code it. You can see your elevation climb, you can see your gain, how many feet on the bull she shot in 2014. Best hunt ever. What did we do? We, what did we do that morning? Muzzleloader bull. Yeah. We slept in because we'd hiked hard for three days. We were exhausted. We decided to sleep in, have a massive breakfast. We climbed 882 vertical feet. I was just showing this yesterday in Phoenix. Um, and we sat there. This is part of the true story as well as our phones started going ding, 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 ding. <laughs> so we had cell service. <laughs> then we turn it back off. We, we do a call. We get a bugle back. Um, the, I believe the herd was bedded down. It was about 1.30 in the afternoon. And this is the thing Wayne talked about over and over. Last night he played, if you want to look at my Facebook, he played all this footage that had never aired on any show ever. Right. Yep. And and he said time after time, this bull was at 10.30, this bull was at 11.30, this bull was 1. Where does everybody go? They go back and take a nap. Oh, Why? 10, 10, 30. Why? Why? 85% of the people I know yeah. go back, come back at like 3. My yep. best hunting yeah. is about noon. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so with this bull with Lisa, we threw out that we threw out a estrus cow call. We get a bull, a bugle back. So we set up in the first meadow. She's got a muzzleloader tag. Um, she's used some points. And and uh, anyway, she uh, we we set up. Nothing came in. So we do a thing. We say you want to chase the bugle, which is we're aggressive hunters. Some people wouldn't do that. We chase the bugle. Um, we got in the middle of the herd. We stayed inside the herd for a solid hour and a half. And I'd do a cow call. She would do a cow call. About the time you look over there and you see an ankle of a cow, then we'd call in a satellite bull. We had a five-by-five five just to stare down for like 10 yards. We were both just like, 
<laughs> sitting there totally quiet. <laughs> and the big bull's out there just screaming the bull she shot. And so finally, I decided to hold up, and I looked at her, and I'm like, you know, you go ahead. Um, and she kept, she closed the distance. I stayed back because it felt like no matter what we did, he just stayed out there where we couldn't see him. Sure. And I stayed back and kept calling and bugling and cow calling. I got in a fight with another cow. And she's like, and she looked at me and I'm like, knock it off. Right. I'm like fighting with a cow. I didn't even know you could do that. Um, and so she gets up there and pretty soon I hear boom. I didn't get to see it. I didn't get the right. video. Right. I was bummed. But she got the bull, which was the point of the whole thing. Wow. Great hunt. Well, good. It was a great hunt. You're listening to Sportsman of Colorado. Again, in all transparency, we are pre-taping today's show. We're doing it on Facebook Live, and we will tell you how you can watch that in a little while. But uh, Donnell Johnson and Lisa Thompson with us. And again, check out Hunt Data, huntdata.com for their maps. And uh, Cabela's, Bass Pro, now Shields. And we can do a giveaway. Do you want to do a Shields, giveaway? Sportsman's Warehouse. Sure, yeah. Because Charlie will be here. He can take the call, yeah. John, are you going to be here? You or take some Charlie. calls? Charlie. Charlie. You guys switched on me. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, we'll give away a digital. All right. I go on in the truck, I can give you. Let's take the first caller, 303-477-5600. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. You were injured in an accident. You went to the doctor, and you thought your insurance would cover it. But that was before you realized how the insurance company actually works. And before you knew how long your pain would really last. So now you're stuck with a bunch of bills that you can't afford. And the nagging pain has been keeping you up all night, making you feel like you're going to lose your mind every day. You are not alone. There is an answer. Call Flesh and Beck Injury Attorneys. Flesh and Beck have the experience and the knowledge to navigate the complicated maze created by the insurance companies designed to minimize your claim. They will answer all of your questions and help you to determine if you are entitled to compensation for your pain and suffering. If you've been injured in an accident, call Flesh and Beck Injury Law at 303-806-8886 for a free consultation to find out if Flesh and Beck can help you get the compensation that you deserve. Hi, this is Scott Watley. Now, many times you hear your radio host like me say something like, let me tell you about my friends at... Then we'll talk about a sponsor that we truly believe in and endorse. Well, in this case, let me tell you about a company that really is part of my family, Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. For over 13 years, we have trusted our furry family members to this wonderful staff. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they believe that all pets deserve to have a good life, and their goal is to help you keep your pets happy and healthy throughout their life by providing complete pet care services every day all at one location. We love the Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center boarding lodge, and your pet will too. Your pet will receive one-on-one -on -one care and attention throughout their stay. Open seven days a week for your convenience. Check them out. Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, located at 8681 Lincoln Avenue in Lone Tree. 303-708-8050. 303-708-8050. Or check them out online at LoneTreeVet.com. Hi, this is Kevin Trisna, owner of M4 Roofing and Gutters. Since 2004, it's been our mission to provide the highest quality of service and trust to every customer we serve. M4 Roofing and Gutters is a family-owned and operated company right here in Englewood, Colorado. At M4 Roofing and Gutters, quality customer service is our top priority. For a free inspection and estimate for your roofing project, Call today, 303-797-8600. That's 303-797-8600. Or visit us online at m4roofing.com. 
M4 Roofing and Gutters is an A-plus member of the Better Business Bureau and HaystackHelp.com. Rush to Reason with John Rush. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. We want to thank you so much for joining us today. We are pre-taping our show for this Saturday, and we are glad to have Don L. Johnson and Lisa Thompson in studio with us. They just returned from Phoenix where they were there uh, for a great organization, and we're going to talk about that in just a moment and with Wayne Carlton. And uh, just to finish up on the draw a little bit, we talked about that in our first segment, just to give you an important date coming up here, uh, August 7th. At 9 a.m. is when the remaining limited licenses go on sale in person and by phone. And then your remaining limited license on sale online will be August 9th at 9 a.m. And then your over-the-counter tags as well. So let me ask you this real quick, and then we'll uh, move on from the draw. You guys are in charge. We're in charge? Of the draw. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. So besides y'all getting all your tags, yeah. Right. Is there a simple system that you would if you were sitting in front of that board that makes all these rules, I mean, what would be some of the tips maybe or pointers? And I realize I'm just bringing this on you, but I mean, I mean, what percentage should go to residents and not re non-residents and kids? And, you know, I mean, we've even had some older folks that we've talked to and I mean, that have applied for a moose for 28 years, know. you know, and they're still, know. so should there even be a little bit of a percentage? More of a where, raffle kind of? Or? Yeah, where they can go to, mm -hmm. you know, folks that have applied for 30 years in a row or whatever well the one thing i would do um let me first give a shout out to the cpw they get a lot of grief, grief. <laughs> yeah. but honestly i think they're doing a pretty good job because it is tough mm -hmm. but what i would do differently if i could if i was on that board um for moose sheep and goat i would do a preference point system just like they do elk deer pronghorn because you talk to people that have drawn or put in for 40, 50 years that have never drawn, and then you talk to somebody that put in for one year and drew. Well, at least three. Or three with one. one with you one, have to have three weighted, weighted points, and yeah. one or two. Because we know we do the uh, sheep and goat show every year. And I also think that should be a preference point system. So at least you know once in your lifetime mm -hmm. you might be able to draw a moose tag, a sheep tag, or a goat tag. I would do that differently. Because it's all it is now. It's still just... You have more applications in, but you may never draw in your lifetime. Right. So there's no guarantee. And we'll, we'll get some guys that are already drawn it the second, third time, which is crazy. But again, I think when it comes to uh, elk, deer, and antelope, and bear, and that sort of thing, I think Colorado, I think it's great to still have one state in the West that as a non-resident that mm -hmm. you can come and hunt sure because again i told you earlier no other state you can do that so i think colorado does a really good job of that we have the most elk in the union and that's we know that from statistics and that's why they allow 300,000 hunters here and that's about what that is it's a zoo and we don't always like it but again if you're willing to get away from them put in a mile or two mm -hmm. so i think what i would change is that um the moose and the sheep and the goat that's where my heart is in changing and i would also let you will your points to somebody if you're going to pass away yes if That's you have a terminal cancer and we have friends we have a friend right now that he has a lot of points and he has terminal but he his points will just go away right um are you you age out i meant you get to be 80 yeah, and you can't yeah. go on an elk hunt right. and 
I mean, why not even give them to a, an organization where that takes kids out or something like that that they yeah, can Yeah, it could have be your Step Up, Step Out. It could be yeah. Outdoor yeah. Buddies, like American my, my, Heroes in my Action. Dad, my dad's 84. He's got 14 points. I really thought he was going to draw one of my favorite units this year, and he didn't. He's And he's even telling me, I don't want to fly anymore. I can't, I can't climb those mountains. Right. You so know? why can't he donate those to a program that they make sure they take out new hunters that go to a quality place that they'll see? And that's the great thing about our special draw areas is that there's more animals than there is hunters. And so the other thing I think that would be fun, I don't know, I like I like how like in Arizona they can split the points. So if my dad had 14 and he applied with you and me, it, and I have three and you have four, you add those points together and I can actually go somewhere I couldn't go because of his points. Or let them split because sometimes people are at his level going he's kind of in between he's not going to catch these units. he might catch the unit next year maybe i don't know he's behind the tsunami now right. i mean he applied but he's not behind it he's with it yeah <laughs> but um but you know let them maybe split the points at least one time maybe not all the time they did that one year where they let us split our points so i had a ton of points and something and there was one i wanted to hunt for like three points but i didn't want to use all 14 so i used my three and then i still had you know, 11 the next year. So what Arizona does is they average your points. You have 10, I have four. Together we have seven. And so we each have seven, so we can put in it for a unit of seven. So they average your points. So like with me having 14 and Donnell having none, she will really want to I'm her new best friend. <laughs> Hi, Lisa. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah. honestly, I think the CPW does a pretty good yeah, job. They, they do. have a they tough do. job. Yeah. And um, I think... Myself included, I have given them grief before, but overall, I think they do a pretty good job. And I think there still is a misunderstanding because I was just in Arizona, and I said, you know, how, you know, come hunt Colorado, and they're like, yeah, yeah, but I don't have any points, and I'm like, no, eighty percent. And again, that's why we have the products mm -hmm. we have. You go in, in our big game city and say, I've got zero points. Show me where I can hunt with zero points, and those units light up. Then you go look at the map for that, and you say, okay, where's this at? How much public land? You look at those land use maps, and then you look at the elk concentrations. How much of that is on public land? And then you go, okay, am I hunting first season, second, third, fourth? And you pick summer range versus winter range. We have migration corridors when it's in between, like a second, third season. So those are ways to build a strategy. And that's the one thing Wayne has told us. He goes, you two know how to strategize. I shot four big game animals last year, two with my bow. He goes, you seem to know how to find the honey holes, but it's just using public information in tools that I think help you develop a plan. Because I had a guy from Australia I've been mentoring, and so as Lisa's been calling into our business, he's straight over here and said he's going into the, what do you call it, the Oz? I don't remember. Anyway, um, but, he, you know, he said, I, I just want to go out back there. I think he said, I want to go to the outback. That's what he said. Oh, I'm going to go check out the outback and see if I can find the elk. But, um, you know, it's pretty cool because I'm helping him look at summer range maps and, and all of that, and, and he's building this. I'm, I, I'm kind of, like, emotionally invested now. I, I want him to get an elk. Sure. <laughs> I had a friend last, uh, drew a special draw. I have a home down in a special draw area, and I've hunted it often. And um, he, he literally asked me, Lisa, where are your honey holes? Now, I would give him my firstborn before I would tell him my honey <laughs> holes. But I did tell him this. I said, I've hunted here in Colorado for 25 years, and my honey holes are on our maps. They're all elk concentrations. And it's true. Every place I go in sure. that special draw is truly an elk concentration. What I would have done for that map. I fell into them. And because we found the elk and those were, but it's the same place. So those would have been so helpful f for me back, our maps back then. So. And, and my favorite thing to do, because I get guys go, I don't need no phone. I don't need a computer. And I said, okay, tell me, tell me where you hunt. 
you know, they give me a unit, and they'll, and I'll say, I'll, I'll tell you how I hunt your unit. And a large percentage of the time, that like she said, that concentration area, if they're hunting four season, it may have a blue winter range. And like, mm -hmm. no way, you have my honey hole on here. Everybody's gonna find us. I do it for every unit. Sure. <laughs> and and we do it all the way for turkey roosts and the eastern plains and pheasants and geese and so we do it for all the species: antelope, deer, mule deer, and we do satellite images, topos. So when they get that thumb drive, whoever called in, they get over 4,000 maps. They get a link into our server. We don't keep charging them. They can load it to their smartphone, their Garmin, their Google Earth. I don't make them keep paying per device. So, Do you guys do much scouting? I mean, do you go do out? We scout. I was out 10 we, days ago. Needless to say, I know the answer. But, we uh, scout. We have people that help us scout, and then we have trail cams out. And these are in public. Are These are over-the-counter areas, BLM. Um, we're always surprised our cameras haven't got stolen, to be honest. Mm -hmm. yep. But Donnell will go set the cameras out, some of them where we know that they've been before, and then I might go check them because she's dropped a pin on our map, um, all the places that she sent them, and then I'll go find them, and then I'll pull the card and see what's on them because we can't always go together type right. thing. And, and we, then have, we, have, we have an LSD card. You plug straight in your iPhone, imports it. Put the card back in. You can delete them. It's and we have a friend up north that loves to just get he us. He loves to mess with us. He'll text us and go, there's nothing more beautiful than the sun glistening off a six-by-six six bull's antler at five in the morning. I'm like, where are they at? <laughs> yeah. oh. he, knows, he knows I'm a fiend. She's like, you're killing me. I have kids in high school. Real quick, we did a show a couple weeks ago with a buddy of mine, Henry Ferguson, and Henry's a good archery hunter, and he talked about you know tips of scouting a brand-new area tips on scouting an area you know a little bit and then areas where you really know like you've named the bucks because of you know different <laughs> yeah. characteristics they have so yeah. we kind of talked about all that but again i think it all goes back to just being willing to put in that work and oh yeah and the, and the mileage to it go does. and walk it and, and i can also tell you she tells you about our cameras um two years ago dave shot a bull, uh, cow opening weekend i had a shot and they heard heard my it's long story it missed but um and, but then the very next weekend, the sheep were in there, domestic sheep, like 5,000 of them. The Great Pyrenees dog that took me out, you know. And right. so, and I didn't see elk in there the rest, the rest of the season. So in, when in our classes, we talk about plan A, B, C, D. So guess what we did? We slid over those state lands on September 1st because nobody's been in there. So the elk haven't been messed with. So that's my plan B. Plan C is wait till that last weekend when they're really in rut, and I can call them. That bull that Lisa and Wayne called in for me last year came 800 vertical feet down to our decoy. Mm. Ella's here somewhere. And in about three minutes, I've never seen a bull come so hard and so fast right. as the one that Donnell got last year. There she is. Is she not beautiful? <laughs> I'm telling you, that thing worked. I showed you guys that video. Right oh, my word. So we tell your story. I mean, this bull's. 623 yards, I believe, when we ranged him and uh, put this up on a horizon. And I mean, blew a couple of calls that you guys had uh, given me from Wayne. And uh, and two or three of them, like you guys said, you know, that where he hears that different sound. And I mean, he came running. I and mean, jump fences and everything, yeah. right? And Red was going like, he's coming. I'm like, well, are you shocked? But I mean, he was coming right to, and came within about 45, 50 yards of us after 623 yards by seeing that. Yep. Because, yeah. you know, it's like, and I tell people, when, when grandma calls or mom calls and says dinner's ready, you walk into the kitchen and you expect to see food and you expect to see your mom because right. she just called. Well, we sit out there and call for turkeys and for elk, and they'll come in and they're looking. Where is she? 
And I think if you, this is having a decoy for us has changed our hunting sure. because, and I say that I say turkey because it's miniature elk hunting for us. And you know I talk to people all the time. My the toms are hanging up at 100 yards or 80 yards because they're looking and they see nothing. How about have a decoy out there, especially if you're a bow hunter, it gives you time to draw. But like Donnell's bull that came in last year, um, he once when he saw her, he was licking and everything all the way up. I meant he was mm -hmm. just in awe. He was. He, this was his girlfriend, and he was. This was it, right. and so, you know, he had. He heard calls. He heard a bugle. He heard cow calls, and he saw what he came for. He locked in on her. So I know it's one more thing, but it, to have to carry. She only. But I'll tell like you, if it gives you that so draw, light and easy. The, yeah. the only thing that's awkward is her nose, but I just yeah, I don't want to ruin her ears. But she's awesome. So you know, look at Wayne Carlton's new call. Um, we call her Carlton. Ella. It's um, called Budhead, and it's on Native by Carlton. And, and, and really look at that. He made an authentic cow elk. The ears are the same size, and it's 3D. It's got a heavy, heavy backing so the sun doesn't shine through it. That's With some of the competitors, you'll, you'll get that silk screen and that right. sun will shine through it. I had a deal three years ago, last day of the season. My neighbor's hunting with us. Do we need to go to break? No, you're good. Okay. My neighbor's hunting with us, and, and uh, we actually were hiking out. We'd, we'd already kind of did our swoop. It's about 930 in the morning, and we had a guy that needed to catch a plane. So we were going to hike down and grab lunch, which I told you not to do, right? So we're, we're, we're hiking out, and we see the other two hunters at the bottom. And I said, you want to have fun? He goes, what? I said, get your bugle out. I said, they know my bugle. He goes, oh, no. No, I'm not messing with them. I said, come on, come on. So um, he throws out a bugle. They're down in the bottom. This is before we had good old Ella. So they pop out their little butt they had. They back into their into the meadow. And we're, we're like, I had to look through the binos to even see that it was our guys, right? So they start doing Esther's cow calls. I'm like, bugle again. He goes, they're going to kill me because they thought it was a real bull, right? So they're down there putting on the full act. We're up above, about 1,000 yards above them, and we're bugling. And guess what happened? 1030 in the morning, a real bull went, I want in on that. Wow. Big, huge bugle. And I looked at him. He's a retired Marine. I said, you want to chase the bugle? He goes, yeah. <laughs> so, so we hike. We go up all this down timber. It was terrible. There were places we were five foot tall walking the plank. I, I hate stuff like that. Yeah. had my tracking on, though. And so we get way up there. We find this little meadow next to the stream, and there's all these elk beds. I mean, you could tell they'd been there in the last 24 to 48 hours. And I said, we're setting up here for tonight. But I was trying to let the other ones know that we weren't coming out. I didn't want them waiting on me. So if I would have stayed where I first set up, but I didn't have cell service, I shouldn't have been messing with my phone, I went to the top of the meadow to let them know. And while I'm at the top of the meadow, and I had a decoy of my own at the time, and it was sitting there while well, it ends up falling over in the wind, all we hear is, oh. and he, he looks at me and goes, is that a bull? I said, yeah. I said, get your bow. It would look like a yard sale because we were hot, sweaty. So we get our bows. We're on full draw. That bull comes in the bottom of the meadow, solid 100 yards down. I can't shoot that far. I shoot 60 pounds. I can shoot maybe 50 yards, maybe on a good day so 40 is my favorite so um he's like folder I, I think i could do it i said have you ever shot 100 yards before on targets no because there are guys that can do it oh yeah, I, yeah. i'm not one of them no. and he's I not he do. shoots 70 pounds which means he has the potential but he's never done it so um he goes i can do it i said if you've never done it i would not recommend doing it right we're whispering back and forth right. the bull standing at the bottom um he looks up doesn't see a visual my decoy had blown over um, again, this was, I didn't have Ella back then. Um, he just keeps on moving. That was it. Like Lisa said, he's looking for the girlfriend. Girlfriend wasn't there. Bye-bye. He went into the timber that I would have told you there's no way he could have climbed through that because I had just climbed through stuff to get there. I would have said, how in heaven's name did he 
get through that. But it, truly, and he, it was awesome. My friend's like, he's sitting there shaking going, <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, it's, it's the rush of, sure. and you know, we've even talked before, what is a successful hunt? That's a successful hunt to me. Yeah. If you get your endorphins up and yeah, obviously once you kill some or harvest something, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Donnell Johnson, Lisa Thompson are with us. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to do a little calling here. And again, check out Native by Carlton. You can see all the different calls there. And we're going to get a sample of those when we come back. This is Sportsman of Colorado. This is Red Merrill for Phoenix Weaponry. Phoenix Weaponry is a weapon manufacturer that services the firearm enthusiast. From precision ARs to suppressors, Phoenix Weaponry can make your dreams come true. Phoenix Weaponry is a full-service gun shop that offers gunsmithing, coding, and modifications to your own weapon. Phoenix Weaponry, family-owned and operated right here in Colorado. If you can dream it, Phoenix Weaponry can build it. Call today, 720-340-2496. Again, that's 720-340-2496. Or visit their website, phoenixweaponry.com. Mention Sportsman of Colorado and receive 10% off your custom-built weapon. Littleton Heating and Air Conditioning is proud of their 45 years of HVAC service to Littleton, Highlands Ranch, and Denver metro area. Littleton Heating and Air Conditioning is your Lennox and Carrier expert heating and air conditioning contractor. They are proud to offer the finest heating, air conditioning, and indoor air quality products with prompt and professional customer service and satisfaction. Call today and mention Haystack Help Radio and save $25 off any repairs or $100 off your furnace installation. Call 303-798-3880. That's 3 303-798-3880 for your appointment today. Littleton Heating and Air, A-plus members of the Better Business Bureau and official Haystack Help registered company. Ladies, I know you're tired of walking into the local gun store and seeing the same old thing. So let me tell you about Rampart Firearms. Just a quarter mile up Highway 67 off of Santa Fe and Sedalia, you will find a great selection of guns, ammo, tactical, and personal defense weapons. And if you or your spouse love to hunt, Rampart Firearms is a great stop for all of your hunting needs. Shotguns, rifles, pistols, anything from predator hunting to your next big game trip. Head to Rampart Firearms at the foot of the Rockies. Open six days a week, Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And you will only pay a 4% tax on your purchase. RampartFirearms.com, 720-468-0050. That's 720-468-0050. Rush to Reason with John Rush. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. Again, we are pre-taping for this weekend's show due to some schedule conflicts. In other words, we're going to be doing other things. But glad to have Donnell Johnson, Lisa Thompson in studio with us. They came straight from the airport, straight from Phoenix here to be with us today. And uh, we just have a few minutes left in today's show. But uh, we're going to hit a little bit of calls here that we have from Wayne Carlton. And again, check out nativebycarlton.com. And then um, next week, join us and we will do a full segment on helping you with your elk calls. So, ladies, let's explain what you got going on there, and I'm telling you, I love this one here. Uh, yeah, that's a great one. Well, I'm holding one of Wayne's custom calls. It's a cow call, 
And I'll give a little example, but this is one of his handmade uh, that he has, him and his son have made. Um, and you can find them on Native by Carlton if you want a specific call made in color or whatnot. They're beautiful. And then Donnell has um, another one that he has that he sells out there, and I'll let Donnell do it. This is a cow call from Wayne Carlton's um, custom call. So I did a, a little bit of a mature cow, and I did a little bit of calf call at the end. Okay. Now, as far as volume, when you're doing that, again, different settings require different things. Are there sometimes that, I mean, it will literally be very soft and other times a little bit? I'm pretty aggressive when I cow call because I get him pretty stirred up, those bulls. Nothing ticks a bull off more than when he's bugling and you cut him off with a cow call. You should see it. It's crazy. But when he's coming in, and I do it turkey hunting, too. Again, I talk a lot about turkeys going to do the same thing. Once you have them hook, line, and sinker, you just soften that up to make sure he knows that you're here and you're ready to be his girlfriend. And, uh, <laughs> just a nice, <laughs> <laughs> just kind of a nice soft cow call. Right. But to get them all stirred up and just frothing at the mouth, you just be, I'm, we are very aggressive. Yeah. It's worked very, very well for us. So on Zach's bull that he shot the last day of the season we told you about, um, Lisa and I, if you, we have that footage at huntingdivas.com. You can go watch that footage. Super cool. He's using the nocturnal. We are sitting there just cow calling like crazy. And I've got Ella, and um, we're, we're holding, actually, Lisa, were you holding Ella? Are we, and, and so we've got Ella out there. We're in the sage. This bull chases this cow out past us. Zach takes a 40-yard shot, pass through arrow, great shot. Um, and the cow stands there the whole time. We're Go ahead, give us some background music. Um, we're, we're both doing this. We're holding, the, we're holding Ella, we're videoing, and that bull comes all the way back. He's expiring, and he comes all the way back to us, and the cow never leaves. She's like, well, my friend hasn't left. So, I mean, it's crazy. And we had two guys that didn't fill their tags. I'm like, if you guys would have stayed with us tonight, you would have had a cow. Because, you know, in, in archery, it's an either-sex tag, sure. which is nice. And, yep. and you don't get all emotional about that. But it's truly, in archery, it's tough. It's about 8% mm -hmm. um, in an over-the-counter unit. So if you can, for like Zach and Austin to both harvest a bull, I think this was the difference for us. We had three out of five that harvested. If any of those guys would have been with us, um, we could have we had that cow that just stood there. So um, this is Wayne's... Um, bugle too and i just went through security and they thought it was a wiffle bat or something <laughs> so that's what i was saying cut that bull off yep. and he'll come and take care of business for doing that because <laughs> really? it's just like people we don't like to be interrupted and yeah. so you interrupt a bull when he's trying to um show the other bulls in the forest whose boss ticks him off so the the danger in bugling which people will tell you about is if i sound too big i'm going to run off a smaller bull um so wayne actually says he uses this one probably more than not it's just a smaller tube it's about the size of a scuba tube but it's just a smaller sounding wow a lot yeah. of sound out of that small yeah. tube mm -hmm. More than you think, and it's good yeah. enough. Wayne, on a lot of, again, I would encourage you to go look at our Facebook because we, we, we videoed that footage. But he, a lot of times, he just used the read. I, I sound like a younger bull with that, yep. and I do that a lot. 
Okay. And, and I'm not messing with it. We've heard every bull that you would say is a person. I mean, we've heard bulls scream that it doesn't even sound like a bugle. And it's just like people, we all have different voices. So. Absolutely. All right. So huntdata.com, nativebycarlton.com. Huntingdivas.com. Huntingdivas.com. Has all our video footage of it. Yeah. And then we teach a class at Cabela's Thornton on um, August 12th at 2 p.m. Donnell and I will be there teaching a class of where to hunt. So if you're one of those people that have drawn a tag or haven't drawn a tag and have to go to over-the-counter, we're going to help you um, use our hunt, and hunt data maps and how to find a good place to hunt. And, again, if you go to huntingdivas.com, you'll see our schedule. We may be at Bass Pro that weekend as well. But All right. Good deal. All right. We've ran over on a few of our breaks, so this is kind of a short segment here. You're listening to Sportsman of Colorado. Ladies, thank you. We'll look forward to next week, our segment on doing some more calls here. You're listening to Sportsman of Colorado. We'll be right back. If you're looking for great deals on outdoor equipment and clothing, we've got you covered. Hi, this is Bill Paddock, owner of the Outdoorsman's Attic, your outdoor gear consignment headquarters. You'll save 20, 30, 40, even 50% on previously owned outdoor gear for the fisherman, hunter, and camper. We also sell live bait, firearms, and ammo. If you're doing a little spring cleaning, bring in your gear to the Outdoorsman's Attic. We'll sell it for you and put cash in your pocket. You can also pick up your hunting and fishing licenses right here at the store. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor gear needs is the Outdoorsman's Attic, located at 2650 West Hampton Avenue in Sheridan, Colorado. 303-781-3626. That's 303-781-3626. Or visit us online at outdoorsmansattic.com. Mention Sportsman's of Colorado and receive 20% off all your outdoor clothing. Hi, this is Scott Watley. Let me tell you what I love about Stack Optical. They are truly one of the last optician-owned, family-owned optical stores. At Stack Optical, you can be confident you'll receive personal attention. For over 50 years, Alan Stack has shown he really cares about making his customers happy. Stack Optical also has a beautiful new location at 2233 South Monaco Parkway in Denver. Free and easy, up-close parking. Stack Optical has an on-site eyeglass production lab. Whether you need office eyewear or a new set of shooting or golf glasses, Stack Optical has the solution with the Stack Sport Pack. Give them a call today and ask for their $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. That's 303-321-1578. Your eyes and vision are one of the most important things in life. I'm confident in Stack Optical. You'll see the difference. That's 303-321-1578, stackoptical.com. Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. Again, thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to go to the phones now and talk to our good friend, Larry Sanford. Larry is the president of Outdoor Buddies. In the last few weeks, we've uh, talked to Nick Filler and uh, about a great upcoming event. And so I asked Larry to join us today. And uh, this is going to be a terrific day. So mark your calendars now, August 4th, 9 a.m. at Colorado Clays. This is going to be a Sporting Clays fundraiser for Outdoor Buddies. So, Larry, first of all, how are you, sir? I'm doing just fine. Good to talk to you, Scott. Man, I tell you what, it seems like the months have just flown by since our banquet in April. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's just crazy. It's, uh, you know, time flies when you're having fun, I guess. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, for those that um, maybe have not either caught our show or have not caught a segment where you guys were on, take just a minute and uh, tell us a little bit about how Outdoor Buddies came about. Well, Outdoor Buddies... It, 
came about in 1984, maybe even a year or two before that. Um, the, the, the folks at Craig Hospital had a lot of folks with spinal cord injuries that were getting to that point where they needed to, to get back in the outdoors or get back into society. And uh, so they talked with the uh, um, Parks and Wildlife, which was Division of Wildlife at that time, and a gentleman named Sid Sellers. And Sid Sellers and Craig Hospital uh, and the, the contact there was Sam Andrews at that time. And they got together and started Outdoor Buddies. And, and it was about folks that were able-bodied getting folks with back in the outdoors. And that's how it started. Um, it's, we're doing the same thing uh, as we always have. Um, we just have more and different types of folks. Anybody that is able to share their story and share their knowledge in the outdoors um, helps get back in the outdoors. So do youth and uh, folks with disabilities that can be uh, veterans, uh, people with spinal cord injuries, uh, folks with cancer, and every one of you out there knows somebody that unfortunately has been affected by some of these. And, and what Outdoor Buddies is give them hope. Absolutely. Uh, show, show hope is the, the, the biggest thing that we can give across a dime, and it can make people um, just enjoy life. So um, that, that's the key. Um, so that, that's what Outdoor Buddies does. Outdoor Buddies is an all-volunteer, nonprofit organization. And uh, as Larry said, man, volunteers make a lot of it, so we certainly rely on the able-bodied volunteers to help disabled individuals and the disadvantaged youth enjoy the best of what our Colorado natural resources have to offer. And, uh, you know, it is great to be around all the different people, Larry, uh, uh, when we're all together at different events, whether it be the International Sportsman's Expo or Banquet or whatever, or just out when we're doing some fundraising at some of the um, uh, stores around town here. It is great to hear those stories and um, see, like you just said, man, the, the joy and happiness it can bring to some of these individuals to get back out in the outdoors. Oh, absolutely. There's, there's so much need and enough organization and enough folks out there able to do this. And unfortunately, uh, that Outdoor Buddies is doing the best that we can. And, and like you said, it's an all-volunteer organization. Um, putting on these 365 days a year. So uh, whether it's hunting or to share what has, that's what we do. Absolutely. Again, Larry Sanford is with us. He is the president of Outdoor Buddies. And as I mentioned, as we open this segment, August 4th, 9 a.m., Colorado Clays. This is going to be a Sporting Clays fundraiser, and uh, you can get your team signed up today. Now, listen, if you got a team of four, great. Uh, if you're just an individual and you want to get uh, put with a team, uh, we can do that as well. Or if it's a couple of buddies, hey, come out. We'll join you with a couple of more. And uh, this is going to be a great, great day. We hope to raise a lot of money for outdoor buddies. And, Larry, this is really a pretty good value, man, to go out and shoot some clays. $75 per shooter or add it up, $300 for a team of four. And that registration fee will include your targets, lunch, 
and they also have golf cart rentals available for us there. And uh, Colorado Clays, we just want to throw a quick shout out to them for uh, having us out. And then there's some chance of some sponsorships I was reading on. They've got gold sponsors available for $1,500. That entitles a sponsor to a team of four shooters, shells for the four shooters, golf carts for all four, signage and recognition at the Sporting Clays event. And then there's a silver sponsor available for $1,000. That will entitle to a team of four as well, golf carts for the shooters, signage and recognition. And then a bronze sponsor is only $750. And that'll get you four shooters there, signage. And again, we will recognize all of our sponsors. But um, a great way for some companies out there or maybe individuals that want to sponsor to help us out. The, you know, if you're going to go shoot sporting clays sometime, what a better way to, to get out there and, and have an excuse to go shoot. Um, you can get there with your friends and, and, and make new friends to, out there with outdoor buddies. Um, the other thing is, is we have a lot of these uh, companies that they love to get out there and they love to get their uh, other companies out that they work with and uh, uh, that's a great way to do it they can visit about uh, work while they're having fun and and they're helping a great organization like outdoor buddies at the same time sure so here's what you need to do go to outdoorbuddies.org slash clays benefit and you can sign up as individual you can sign up a team two or three or four right there online and, again, this is going to be a fun-filled day. Um, we've got corporations, small businesses, again, can make those sponsorships. Uh, they're going to have some uh, refreshments out there for us to get the day started. And uh, there's going to be some great awards will be given for the highest-scoring teams. First-time shooters are welcome and encouraged to participate as well. And as I mentioned, this will be at Colorado Clays Shooting Park Saturday, August the 4th. Registration is going to start at 9 a.m. The shoot will begin at 10 and uh, then we'll have a nice lunch at 1, and there will be some practice time available at 9 a.m. if you'd like to get in a little practice there. And so, Larry, I mean, you guys have a few more events here throughout the year, and then, man, we'll get started all over again. We're getting ready for our banquet um, in April. But just real quick, what are a couple of other events that will be upcoming between now and the end of the year? Well, we've got um, the fishing event over on the Pooter, uh, which we partner up with the Parks and Wildlife and uh, – they help us out, and we get a bunch of folks up there at Stevens Gulch and and catch a bunch of fish and and have some food and and that's just a great event if if you like to get involved if you know how to fish and you want to help somebody with a disability you get with Outdoor Buddies OutdoorBuddies.org you can always sign up register and do that or come out to the sporting play event and learn about us and then get out there on uh, one of those events like that so we've got that. Uh, fishing event that's coming up there we'll, we'll be doing of course all of our hunts for our folks with disabilities that's that's going to take that starts august 15th actually and goes through almost to february so um, those are events that we do uh, for the folks with disabilities and that's what we use the money for that we raise at this uh, fundraiser and we use that to buy adaptive equipment to help get those people back in the outdoors. So, sure. um, yeah, and, you know, we'll have an ice fishing event, of course, um, up at Terryall Reservoir, which is always a fantastic time. Uh, so there's always something going 
constantly. Sure. How many hunts, I mean, if you just had to throw out an estimate, how many hunts will you probably uh, donate this year? Oh, we're going to end up having probably 140 to 150. Wow. Um, hunts. Yeah. And, uh, you know, those are all hunts that are held on properties that have been donated. Uh, a hunt slot to go shoot a cow elk or, or whatever it is that, that we can, that they, these folks in Colorado will allow us to do. And again, it's about, it's not necessarily about the, the animal and the, it's, it's about getting those folks back in the outdoors. Uh, but everybody likes to have a little venison, a little elk on the, uh, in the freezer as well. So, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah we, we, yeah, we have a lot of, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll probably put, um, 50 to 60 antelope hunters out alone. So, um, that, it takes quite a bit of volunteers to get that kind of stuff done. Sure. Uh, well, I'm telling you, if you're interested in helping sponsor, uh, again, our clay shoot, just go to outdoorbuddies.org. You can contact us through there and uh, promise you somebody will get back to you. Maybe you'd like to be a volunteer and help at some of these events, uh, help with some of the hunts, different things like that. Uh, we will certainly be glad to talk with you. So go to outdoorbuddies.org slash Clay's Benefit uh, for this event Saturday, August the 4th. And, again, registration will start at 9 a.m. to shoot at 10. Then we'll have a nice lunch at 1. And, uh, if you can help us, maybe you're a company out there, maybe just an individual, and you would like to sponsor this for us, we've got anywhere from $750 to $1,500 for gold sponsors. And, again, all the money used. There is no paid um, staff on this. This is all volunteer, nonprofit organizations. So every dime you gives, give uh, goes to helping out uh, someone getting back in the outdoors. So, Larry, hey, man, thanks for taking a few minutes with us here. And uh, I'm sure our paths will cross again here soon, sir. I'm sure. Thanks a lot for having us, Scott, and uh, you take care. All right. That's Larry Sanford, president of Outdoor Buddies. Again, outdoorbuddies.org slash Clay's Benefit. Get signed up today. It's going to be a great day. We want to thank all of our guests today, and most of all, thank you for being with us on Sportsman of Colorado. Hope you have a great day, and leave it right here on KLZ 560. expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.